Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Barton. Been giggling here in the studio a bit. Got to have some light-hearted uh, giggles, don't we, Jake? Hey, you know, it's a <laughs> crazy world, and if you don't laugh, uh, I think it's all going to go to heck in a handbasket. That's right. Jake, uh, Beerbound from Pear Tree Ranch, because ranches... Are for cowboys. Right. Uh, is actually filling in for Paulette Stout. Um, we appreciate you, Paulette, and we miss you. Second week running, but we're glad you're staying home just in case. She wasn't feeling very well last week, and um, she, uh, she didn't uh, test for the COVID-19 virus, but she had some symptoms, so she's decided to take a couple weeks to uh, keep herself at home just in case. She's feeling a lot better, but we miss you. She's also had a couple of falls this week. Can somebody explain to me, though, the costume? I don't know if you saw her while foaling, but she was in a Wonder Woman costume. Paulette, you are Wonder Woman to me. Just telling you. <laughs> it was really funny. It's self-isolation. we got to keep ourselves uh, having a good time. Yes, you're right. We're going to start off with some news. Um, we're doing some barrel racing uh, chatter this week, which will be a lot of fun. We've got Angel Ray Miller and uh, Cassie along to, uh, to chat to us a bit. And Jake's even going to uh, host a, a segment a bit later just to see how that goes. I'll take a break and be a studio audience. I'm uh, going to start off, though, with the news now. Uh, the Florida Derby, or Derby, as we would say in England, uh, didn't surprise on Saturday with Tis the Law winning a 6-5 to five shot. Ratings on NBC Sports Network jumped 46% over last year, drawing 177,000 viewers between 3 and 4 p.m. Pacific time. I love horse racing. I love watching it. But what else is there to watch right now? <laughs> so that helps horse racing a little bit, right? Very good. <laughs> Gulfstream Park did not allow fans, um, but did run the Florida Derby. Racing is scheduled there Thursday, actually, despite the governor's stay-at-home uh, order that's already in place for southeast Florida. Um, for some people, they don't consider this essential. Uh, we do, because uh, that's a big industry. It's our livelihood. This is exactly. uh, the horse capital of the world. There's a lot that goes on in this state, and uh, there's a lot of income in this state because of horses. So exactly. I did see biking, hiking, fishing was on the list of essential things that people could go outside and do. Yes. So horsing so around, horses I think technically fits. Should fall into, yes. You just have to ride an appropriate distance apart. Exactly. Don't be all cuddled up all close on horseback. But you're right. If you can cycle and fish, then you should be able to horse ride. Yeah. I think so. Besides, it's outdoors. I think it's good if you're outdoors. Yes. Vitamin D is very good, especially uh, for your immune system. We tell the doctor for my son who's three, the reason he's so healthy every time she sees him, like once a year for his annual checkup, is because he eats um, probably horse manure every day <laughs> and uh, is outside in the dirt and germs where he builds up his immunity. So uh, I agree. Outdoors is wonderful. You raise your children outdoors, uh, it's, uh, it's a good thing. 
Uh, jockey Javier Castellano did test positive for COVID-19 while at Gulfstream. Uh, Irad Ortiz Jr. has gone on high artist as well until he sees some progress. Prayers for Javier Castellano to, uh, to get well. This COVID-19 thing is taken over our lives. Yeah. Uh, something I think I thought was going to go away fairly quickly is um, not going away. No, hanging on. It's hanging on. Santa Anita did close on Friday, but the Los Angeles County uh, Arbitorium right across there is going to stay open as a sanctuary of peace and natural beauty. Well, for me, uh, that's the horses. That's right. <laughs> I need my horses. Uh, unfortunately, with everything that's going on, racing is going to be very strange. We thought last year was strange uh, with the Kentucky Derby disqualification, the first one in 145 years for an infraction. We thought that was odd. Now, this year is really odd. Uh, Hall of Fame jockey Gary Stevens said uh, he doesn't really know what's, what the focus is going to be. Uh, he actually analyzes races now as a retired jockey for Fox Sports, and he said this is going to be really odd. Having the Belmont run before the Derby, having the Derby run in September, uh, it's going to be a, a really strange year. Not sure how that's going to set up. He also said, are they going to shorten the distance for the Belmont? Because that's the long one, a mile and a half. Seems like they would have to because the horses wouldn't really be ready um, for that, having not ran the other, having run the Derby. So it's all going to be very odd. I don't know how it's all going to work out. Um, but Santa Anita Park will remain closed for live racing actually through April 4th and 5th, definitely, um, as far as the order from the Los Angeles County Health Department. So another strange one, the Devon Horse Show and Country Fair organizers announced uh, yesterday that the 124th DHSCF scheduled for May 21st to 31st has been cancelled. No Devon Horse Show. Uh, the only time that ever happened before was a three-year period during World War II. Wow. So that's another, another really, really weird one. Uh, the International Olympic Committee has announced the rescheduled 2020 Tokyo Olympics will begin July 23rd, 2021. Isn't that another weird one? And run through August 8th. Uh, the Paralympics will be held August 24th to September 5th, 2021. Uh, obviously looking out for everybody's safety, uh, very important. Uh, they're working very closely with the Tokyo Organizing Committee that was organizing for 2020. And um, it just amazes me, I have to pinch myself, that a virus has changed everybody's lives so dramatically. Yeah, I mean, it this is going to be the year of flexibility, right? Like how close can you put your foot behind your head? You're going to have to be about that flexible to uh, yeah. keep up with all the changes this year. It's, yeah, you're it's right. It's, um, it's, a, it's a crazy year. Uh, the FEI is, uh, has announced plans to create a series of discipline-oriented task forces. So a task force will be set to each horse discipline um, and they will work on the impact for the FEI calendar with the COVID-19 pandemic. So they're going to have tasks for, talk, talk, can you say that? Task force. Thank you very much. I can't say it with that accent. Um, they're going to have task forces working together, but also separately uh, on each discipline to see the effect that it's going to have on each equine sport throughout the year, which is good. And then they'll be able to come together and, and look at that to see how that actually affects everybody overall. So um, 
They'll also include a chair for the relevant technical committee, um, an athlete representative, and the FEI sports director of that specific discipline to review the whole FEI calendar related issues caused by this. So that'll be good to keep. Uh, keep up on that. And I want to mention again, I mentioned this last week, but I think this is really important. Studies are underway to better understand the susceptibility of different animal species to the COVID-19 virus. We know coronavirus has been in horses and cows forever, um, but we want to stress to you at this point, there is no evidence that companion animals spread this disease. So this is not a time to drop off your animals or uh, leave them at a, a rescue organization. Um, current evidence does suggest that this virus emerged from an animal source, but not that animals are spreading it. Uh, our pets are not spreading it to us. However, they are saying if you are diagnosed, it would be good for you to distance uh, from your animal during that time period. So um, for a couple of weeks, you might have to distance from the dog or the cat. Uh, just to not take any risk of anything uh, morphing into another species. But at this point in time, please do not drop off your pets anywhere. Keep your pets. We're all staying home. This is a wonderful time to cuddle your pets. And it's even a fantastic time to adopt a pet and or foster one and spend some time at home with that pet. So please keep that in mind. Uh, we love our animals. They are our therapy, our four-legged. So uh, please keep that in mind during this time. We are going to come back after this break and we are going to be chatting to Angel Ray Miller about barrel racing. What fun, a cowboy and a cowgirl in the same segment. I love it. We'll be back on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in just a minute. Stay with us. This show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the host talk show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. This show is brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All-in removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality, and the green choice too. Like All-in Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to FeedDAC.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. We'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. And we're so confident we'll do a great job. You'll want to bring us your friends, your family, 
your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it. On the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest, Alfalfa. And on that note, they had an amazing customer appreciation day last weekend. And that's where I ran into Angel Ray Miller from Fancy Fast Horses. Yes. I like that, Fancy Fast Horses. And we've got Jake uh, in the studio again from Pear Tree Branch. He texted me this afternoon and said, would you like me to come in? And I said, well, actually, I just talked to Paulette. And she's not going to be here, so that would be lovely. We'd love to have you back, but bring the moonshine. No, I didn't. Hand sanitizer. <laughs> Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Sorry. Hand sanitizer. Angel, yeah. tell us a little bit about you. Um, well, I barrel race, so there's that. And um, what would you like to know? I'd like to know, actually, question. how you got into barrel racing. Was it something you always did all your life? Or was um, it, did you start out doing some other horse riding? And I've pretty much done a lot of different things. My dad is a world champion um, in cutting horses in the 70s. And my grandfather, Norman Sr. My aunt is a runner-up world champion for the barrel racing. And that was in the 80s. And my uncle is a two-time all-around champion cowboy in the 80s. He worked both ends of the arena. So it's um, in the family. <laughs> yeah, like, can go on. My cousin Mikey is, um, uh, whoa. Yeah, you get, the, you get the official one. A team roper, and he does really well. Oh, am I talking to this? Oh, hi. Can you hear me now? I know, I'm sorry if you couldn't hear me. Most people that know me probably don't think I need this microphone. Oh, it's a loud map. So I guess riding horses and things like that are in my blood. So I've jumped, I've done a little cutting and a little raining and a little this. But barrel that. racing is your favorite? Um, Yeah, I, I'd have to say it is. <laughs> I seem to stick with it more than anything else. This is really heavy. I know. You should try okay, carrying it around the Kentucky Derby. Should I just, can I just set it like this? As long as you get close to it. Oh. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's not social distancing. So tell us about Fancy Fast Horses. How many do you have and, and well, do you have a slew? Do you, do you not know how many? Because when you don't know how many, that I'm means like, you've got a lot. I, I'm like trying to count my fingers. We have a lot of horses. <laughs> Anytime you start uh -huh. this. Yeah, I'm like, I don't even really Anything know. Anything over five, I start going, well, hold now, on. No, there's more than five. <laughs> and we have them all shapes and colors and sizes and breeds. Um, we do not discriminate. We'll try anything once. Um, so, is yeah. your favorite breed the good old quarter horse? I, you know, I have mixed emotions right now. Just, I'm not gonna lie. Really? I'm really, I'm going to the dark side. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I have uh, been very turned on by the Appaloosas lately. I'm sorry, I've won quite a bit on one. So, <laughs> my favorite is a hairless Appaloosa. So, really? Yes. How about that? Yeah, I have to say. And this sorry. is a new 
a new a new thing? The um, app? There's an app for that. There's an app I for love that. that expression. Actually, no. I fought it a very long time. My mm. dad um, and my grandfather owned Chief Plotit, who was, I guess, a very good Appaloosa stallion in the 60s and 70s. And um, my aunt showed Appaloosas as well. But uh, as years went on, we turned to quarter horses, you know, as most people did. And then... Uh, Closer. Closer with the oh, microphone. Closer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Turn this thing up. No and social then, so, distance. Then I met Cassie Morgan, and then I I went to the dark side, to the spotted side. Really? <laughs> so and so how long is it? Uh, well, I don't know, Cassie. Four years. Oh, really? Yep. And what do you like about the apps necessarily? Maybe more spirited, more... Um... No, I don't, I don't know. I think that... They're I mean, more, I love them. We had six I in the horse parade, like and they were people, incredible. I feel like people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, taking your money. I've never been made fun of more. Like, usually I'm like, you know, socially I'm out there, which most people run from. But I have to say that, like, at a barrel race, everybody just kind of blends in. But apps don't blend in. No. So it's like good, bad, or the ugly. People are like, oh, my God, let's watch this stupid horse run. And I'm like, yeah, let's watch her. <laughs> so then there's that. So I guess that's kind of the draw. Watch and win. <laughs> it's nice, I think huh? it's just, you know, that underdog. I don't know. I always like that. I love that. I love that in any sport. I love seeing... Um, just recently, that well, not recently. I guess it was a few months ago. Back when life was normal, we were all at the Ocala. Normal? Jockey when was life normal? I don't know where well, you live. Well, it was live. a bit more normal. <laughs> My life has never been normal. No, okay, never mind. We ride Forget horses. Like, yeah, what? You're right. I was at the Ocala Jockey Club, and it was so cool because the thoroughbreds were winning. Oh, and yeah. I love when the thoroughbreds win because everybody's all about the warm bloods. Mm -hmm. So I love it when you see one of those. Are we OTTVs. talking about jumping? Uh, eventing. Oh, eventing, okay. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, you are jumping, essentially. Well, in I two feel parts like you just got to tell me. <laughs> yeah, at the jockey club. And it was so cool because all the thoroughbreds were beating the warm blood. And I love that. You know, I think that's, I yeah. love seeing that. Because, Super fun. Yeah, the underdog steps up and does it. So now the app is beating the, beating the quarter horses. Yeah, so we're going to try to keep this thing going. This trend going. So yeah, why not? since this has happened, have you seen other people leaning towards the... Oh, Oh, yeah, it's been crazy. Thing. People are obsessed. I've gotten, like, millions of messages of, where can I get one like that? And I'm like, I don't know. They're not, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you do. They don't usually, they're not as good as she is, Paint Me Dark, when you try and you do everything right. That's her so, name? Yes. Paint Me Dark? Yes. What a neat name. Yeah. What do you think? Have you ever barrel raced? I, I've done, um, a little different style of barrel racing. We've I'm set up. And we do. No, no, he's I've, got one I've of got his own. Mine, um, you just keep kissing that. Where we do, no one else can kiss it. Rest though. it right on your chin. <laughs> like that. I'm not an auctioneer. Uh, <laughs> that I failed. Me too. <laughs> I kept waving. Hi, back. No, they're bidding. Stop. <laughs> Don't wave. Don't wave. Uh, the only barrel racing I've done was just uh, for fun, and we we do it uh, six barrel style. And you got to start at a standstill with your hands up, run right, left, 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 right, right, back in the box, hands up to get your time. A little wait, wait, wait. Out. Where does this happen? Um, it's <laughs> She's a, like, it's can a, I do this? It's around. It's around. It's something I learned from the the Pirellis. Do it that way. It's a mm. even. It's an even turn. Um, 
instead of one one way and two the other. It's just a different style. It's more of a training tool than an actual race for money. So, um, but it's but fun. It's fun. It's a for fun. We like the money part. I know. I don't. I'm sorry. I I professionally had to go a different direction because just showing up for fun <laughs> didn't put fuel in my truck. So we just uh, got the finger. The finger? I did. <laughs> I gave you the finger? No. Oh. Tom did. He likes to say. Trying to hold on. He loves it's it. Like, he comes around the green curtain and he goes, working out. Just like this. <laughs> and that means, please hurry up and shut up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm Is that like kidding. clucking at people in traffic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> Although I like to try it. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to actually swap out Angel for Cassie. Not like that, though. What was oh. that? No, it's okay. Yeah. And then we're going to do something really daring, but I'll tell you about that next. We'll oh. be back oh. in just a few minutes <laughs> yes. on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smithy Quine Hospital. Stay with us. I thought you... The Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I heard there was an earthquake in Idaho. 
Didn't even know they had those there. I hope everybody's okay. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio, co-hosting with me, Jake Beerbaum from Pear Tree Ranch. And we have Cassie Morgan here, one of our barrel racers, and we've been talking about Appaloosas, and we swapped her out rather than having her and Angel Ray together because we didn't want anybody cross with us um, because of uh, not being socially distanced appropriately, and four of us would be a bit cuddled up. So, Cassie, it's lovely to have you with us. Thanks. Tell us a little bit about Sweet Spot Ranch. I like the name of that. We've got Pear Tree Ranch and Sweet Spot Ranch. Both sound like lovely places to go and just relax. Well, I don't know. There's a lot to do around there, so I don't know how much relaxing there is to be done, um, especially when you have horses. There's it's just true. all kinds of chores to do. You're right. Um, but I started Sweet Spot actually because I showed Hunt Seat and uh, Western Pleasure for the for Appaloosas. I had an Appaloosa, and I went to the Worlds and um, did well there. And then I decided to switch to barrel racing and was on the hunt for an Appaloosa that could do that and compete with the quarter horses outside of the Appaloosa breed, but out in the open uh, rodeo and barrel racing forum and could not find one. And I, I looked everywhere and they're just really hard. I think they're a lot more out west, but really hard to find uh, here in the southeast. And so I just decided that if I couldn't find one, I was going to start making them. And um, so I started looking at prospects and one of the first prospects I bought was Paint Me Dark. Uh, and I bought her as a yearling from a really great breeding program in Minnesota. Uh, Darren and Jessica Myers up there have a, a, an off-the-track um, son of PYC Paint Your Wagon, uh, BP Phoenix Rain, who did well on the track himself. And um, so they bred a, a dark Ellie mayor to him, who was an Appaloosa um, track horse as well and did well there. And um, sold her as a yearling. And I saw her on Facebook and then purchased her within like 15 minutes of seeing her. I just knew that there was something about her. And how old was she? She was a yearling at the time. And so I brought her home and um, I had met Angel Ray Miller uh, right around that time or just before then. Uh, I had purchased a quarter horse mare for her to run barrels on and Angel had uh, ran her mother very successfully and uh, bred uh, this buckskin mare that I bought, uh, Princess Fancy Pants, and she did really well. You know, the names are great, aren't they? Oh, these they are. Great names. And so, um, so I really liked Angel's style. I liked uh, how she trains. You know, she always puts the needs of the horse first and doesn't sacrifice uh, the horse's long-term career for short-term gain, which sometimes you know, when you're focusing on futurity races, you can do that, you know, because it's, it, the futurity races are, you only get one shot, they're a year long, um, which is kind of putting a crimp in our style right now because Paint Me Dark is probably a once in a lifetime horse and she's won six futurities at this point. And since November, when she could start running, she's won over $15,000 now. And we're missing at least three major races uh, because of, of COVID-19. So I, I'm disappointed for her because I, I think, um, you know, this is, would have been a fantastic year for her. And now when you look back, she's, it's going to appear that she probably hasn't earned as much or done as well um, as some of those horses that had had a full year to run, you know, and she just hasn't. Um, I know. It's very, it's very, this is changing lives, everything from huge to um, significant to, you know, what may appear to some people to be trivial and little, but it's a big part of our lives. You know, it's what we do. Yeah, and it's a big part of a, a horse, a barrel horse's career, Absolutely. you know, this maturity year for them, and it increases their value quite a bit. So, um, so since we're not doing anything, um, we did decide to knock her up, and uh, we did 
flush an embryo from her this week successfully. Uh, we bred to Ivory King, who's an, uh, an outstanding um, Appaloosa racehorse as well, who stands out in Oklahoma. So I think that's going to be an amazing baby. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I, you know, knowing Angel and having bought that horse from her, I decided to, uh, you know, have, first I sent her to a great colt starter here uh, in town, well, in Micanopy, Shane Coon, who's amazing and, and does a lot for all kinds of disciplines. He's a great colt starter. And then uh, Audra Tyson of Tyson Colt Company took um, Shotzi, I call her Shotzi, by the way, <laughs> took her over and um, did a lot of, of softening and, and putting a lot of buttons on her. And then Angel took her over probably in May or June of last year, probably about a year ago now, and started getting her ready for November, which was her debut race. And um, she, we, that was in Unadilla, Georgia, and she drew first, number one out of, I think, 31. Wow. And um, she laid down a smoke and run, and I, you just think, you never know what's coming after that because you've got baby horses, this is their first time out, and you just don't know what's going to happen with them. Anything can happen with them, you know, and um, I kept waiting for someone to come out and, you know, knock her off, and they never did, so it was, it was pretty amazing. So the next day, um, she, they ran in reverse order, so she was last on the ground, and she ended up, um, I think, third that day, but they averaged the two days, so she won the fraturity that that weekend and um, I had you know offers to buy her immediately and I was like nope 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 you're dreaming yeah not gonna happen because you know I've got a longer-term goal again and that's to breed and I think she's gonna be a solid solid start to a breeding program to, to make more like her talk so. a little bit you mentioned something just now about softening talk a little bit for our listeners about how important that is in a barrel horse I imagine that's I mean it's always important mm -hmm. but I imagine it's really important you know, it's really funny because coming from other disciplines too, um, I think barrel racers in general get a bad rap about not having broke horses. And it, it's incredibly wrong. I, I mean, I, I don't think you can really, I don't think you can expect to have a 1D caliber horse um, or a rodeo winning horse without that horse being broke. You know, so it, it's all the same. Like it, it crosses disciplines, and it, its collection and its suppleness and moving all the the head, neck, shoulders, ribs, and and hind end, and the propulsion for barrel racing comes from the hind end. So you have to have that collection, and you have to the horse has to know its leads. But it's so funny how now that I've switched from riding, you know, Western Pleasure Hunt Seat horses to barrel racing, the the perception of of barrel horses being just kind of crazy and and not being broke. And th that barrel racers aren't, you know, I think to good be horse good, people. they've got to have that, got right? To. In fact, amazing. let's pop those photos up now, um, Ian, if we can. We've got a few photos uh, uh, that oh. actually that uh, Angel uh, sent us, yeah. and uh, we've got some lovely horses here that uh, uh, that look was at Angel's futurity lineup this year. So she had quite a few. What a shame! Yeah, I know. So that's Shotzi. That's uh, Paint Me Dark. I <laughs> love this picture. Beauty. My eyes are closed. This is the one Angel picked. And uh, that was, uh, we won the No Bulls Futurity in Jacksonville. Wow. And this Look was the uh, a, a cat running for the cash. It's pretty amazing. I think, in Williston. Pretty amazing. Yeah. She's yeah, super athletic. Uh, uh, yeah, that's. Like her hands are down. Yeah. Mouth is relaxed. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Nice. Really nice. She knows how to work. Yeah. Yes. And she loves her job. I, I, I have to say, I think that's kind of one of the ingredients for success is if a horse really wants to do the job. I mean, if you watch her run, she never saw, she digs and pulls the whole way across. And, and Angel's not making her do it. She just wants to do it. 
We only have a minute left. Um, I don't know if we have time, and if Ian has them, I'd love to just really quick put the pictures of um, my Mustang up. Ian, if you have those, will you pop them up really quick before the end of the segment? Um, this is just a couple days ago. So this is my wild Mustang from the BLM. Uh, I got him two months ago. Uh, he is just a year and a half old, and he is uh, so cool. And I just took him out to an obstacle course to see what we could do, and he did everything. He did everything. There was actually one thing I was more scared of than him, which was a moving bridge with water underneath it, and the whole top of it slips around. That's it right there. And that absolutely scared. The, and he walked on that moving with water underneath. Just incredible. So talk about uh, making sure a horse starts out right. That's yeah. so important, isn't it, that they have all like, the foundation. Yeah. So Cassie, great feet too. Yes, <laughs> I love those Mustang feet. I love those Mustang. I'm getting the not just the finger, but the rolling oh. finger, which means we have to go. Uh, but we'll be back in a few minutes, and we're going to do something fun and crazy. We're going to bring uh, Angel Ray back in, and I'm going to step out and be studio audience. So stay with us for the second half of the Horse Talk Show, coming up in just a few minutes. This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 through the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This show is sponsored in part by Equisin. When visiting the horse capital of the world, you want to stay at a hotel that reminds you of what you love about Ocala, the horses. Stay tuned to this show for announcements about the renovations to be completed fall 2019 at the Equisin by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Equisin. This show is sponsored in part by Hilton Garden Inn. Downtown Louisville, only five miles from Churchill Downs, Enjoy the two most exciting minutes in sports, plus our hearty breakfast and a mimosa, and let Hilton Garden Inn do the rest. Book for Derby 2020 now! This show is brought to you and bought by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tax Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. When you bring your taxes to Liberty Tax, we'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. And we're so confident we'll do a great job. You'll want to bring us your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jake Bierenbaum, sitting in for Louisa Barton, who's in the studio. Um, our horse talk show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, and a big special thank you to Larson Farm. We got Angel and Cassie here with me. Welcome back. Hi. So I want to hear a little more about the team. You guys kind of have a whole 
um, community-based thing here that's allowing this horse to run and win. And so you found this horse online and purchased it, mm -hmm. okay? And then you s said you've had a colt starter. I know a little bit about that. That's what I do. And to yeah. have uh, somebody that does that start right, so crucial. And then to have somebody come in, do a little bit of polish. That's that continuing education. Then to have Angel put a sport training on this mm -hmm. horse right. and now also to show the horse there's a little bit different about sport training and knowing how to show the horse is a whole two jobs in one um, let's talk a little more what other kind of team members do you guys have that allows this horse to run at this level oh my gosh it, it definitely is a village it, it takes a huge team especially this year um, angel had what you have six futurity horses mm -hmm. And so sometimes when you're in a fraternity race, then there's, you know, about 30 entries. She's, she's jumping on a different horse and jockeying a different horse every three horses, every four horses. So you have to have a, a whole bunch of people there ready with that next horse. We have a really great group of We do. Girls. We have a fantastic group of women that um, super positive, super supportive, um, fantastic vet, fantastic barrier. Angel's a farrier, too. <laughs> she's doing she three jobs. She's got the best farrier there is. Oh, that's me. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, so we have Angel doing the farrier work. You said you have a whole crew of girls, so you have people in there helping groom these horses, tack yeah. up these horses, warm mm -hmm. up these horses. Mm -hmm. um, do you guys use a chiropractor as well on these co uh, competition horses? Um, we, d we have a little bit. We've used, I can't remember exactly who all we've used. I'm sorry, I'm not that great. I'm Dr. Right. Marcus Harden. Yeah, Dr. Marcus Harden, he, we've used him a little bit. Um, Dr. Crystal Rixu, she does, she does most of my veterinarian work, and uh, she does chiropractic work. You know, she checks everything, you know, checks all the boxes and stuff like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. so. It's so important with these, uh, and again, these are younger horses that are running right. these fraturities, and yeah, so. they have to be healthy. They really have to be up on it. Yeah. You can get a lot of slack. Um, from people nowadays that want to bang on us mm -hmm. riding these young horses and doing this and it for r very good reasons there's a lot of horses that get burned up and used up as young horses yes. when we don't do it right but hearing about the team that you guys have that's mm -hmm. allowing these horses to then be able to continue on I loved hearing what you talked about Cassie with how much angels put these horses first yeah. how can we have them last forever not just pay the bills this month mm -hmm. and it's it's so important especially when you're doing these younger horses right. to do and that I always and have feel like longevity. it's very important that you have you know as I ride them and train them and people think I do you know all the work which I don't I have you know I have Sally Young and Jamie Hunt and things like that people who have passed one and still are competing at the top of their game wow. I mean I feel like that's really important that you have those type of people on your team because no matter what discipline or sport whatever in the entire world everybody has a coach so I feel like that is so important like anybody who's winning they have someone that they train with Agreed. you know I feel like that has to be part of anybody's team they have to have you know someone a trainer to confide in you know, I feel like that's so important. You got to have those outside eyes because they're right. going to see some of the details that when you're up there and you're riding at that speed and you're focusing on where you're going and the feel of the horse right. and, by the way, don't fall off. Yes. <laughs> for yes. them to start picking up these little details that right. are going to help at a high level that you're riding at. Yeah, it's this impossible. This is how we shave off those tenths of a seconds to help set up a continuing uh, winning streak. And you yeah. guys have won how many fraternities with this horse already? Six, Six since November 15th. November 15th, we can start. Um, I don't know if you already know this, but for the futurity season for barrel racing, it starts November 14th or 15th, and um, 
that's the, their three-year-old year. So from November 15th to December, the last day of December, or January 1st, that's called their juvenile time. Okay. And so those races are called juvenile races. And then as of January 1, all the way back to November, that, that's their fraternity season. Got it. Yeah. So how many uh, fraternities is considered a lot for one horse for a season? So we talked about we already won six. We've had a few that we've already missed now because of the COVID crisis. What's a what's a big year and what's a medium year and a slow year for some of these horses? Kind of depends on the money too, I yeah. think, because you, you can hit lots of futurities, but they may not have a big you know uh, pot or purse. Yep. Um, and so some people will, there's different opinions, right? Some will save them for those bigger races, which there may be six or seven, you know, in the whole year, and then hit some side smaller ones. Um, we don't have as many, I don't think, in the southeast as, no, as really don't. out west. Yeah. So uh, we did go to Oklahoma, uh, Guthrie, Oklahoma, for the um, Barrel Features of America. They're kind of kickoff. It's their year end, but also the juveniles were able to run there, too. Yeah. Right. It's um, kind of the start and the finish. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's a big trip for us. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really far away. So uh, <laughs> we try and hit as many as we can around here, but there's not as many as, as I would say some other people are right. able to hit out west. Yeah. We were supposed to leave uh, last, this week, to go to um, Virginia and then over to Ohio. They called the Panty Raid Fraternity there. So, you know, just kind of put a big old damper on our plans. Did. What kind of stuff are you doing to fill in with this downtime? Are you doing any kind of cross training or different things to kind of keep it oh, yeah. interesting for yeah, these young Yeah, definitely. I feel like nothing much has changed in my life at all because I still do <laughs> the same exact thing. I don't really leave home unless there's a barrel race or go to the feed store. So um, I feel like not, I'm, I feel bad saying it out loud. Nothing's changed for me besides the competition part. Right. Um, so the daily routines for all the horses are all pretty much the same, you know, just depending on the day and their attitude and my attitude and everything that comes together. You know, basically I've been staying more on, for the fraternity horses, staying more on the light side of riding, you know, trying to not get them worked up. I don't really practice runs at home at all. So kind of that's all kind of stayed the same. So, I mean, it's kind of like a plus and a minus. There's two ways to look at it because some people are like, well, it's good. You're doing more slow work, you know, but if you stay too slow too long, then you get that result, That's you right. know. Now so, the speed brings up emotions yes. versus them being confident in that speed. If you don't go there, then you haven't built up that confidence. Exactly. Right. So it's kind of like a catch-22 because it's like I agree but disagree but agree and then disagree again because you, <laughs> you have to make the runs right. and they have to handle the pressure to be good fraternity horses, exactly. but for the ones that are, uh, you know, later bloomers, it's probably the best thing for them because then it's like we're going back to basics and starting all over again. And then they're like, oh yeah, you know. So there are those horses that are extremely, I think, benefiting from the break of the competition run. Yeah. But like for a horse like Shotzi, she's like, you even get near the trailer with the truck, and she's like, <laughs> she's like a Jack Russell, like. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I've left to go to the vet and a few different places with the trailer to haul horses around town. Oh, and I mean, so she's pissed. I mean, like running around the pasture, so mad. bucking and kicking, and she's like, that's my trailer, you know? <laughs> so I feel like everybody's different. I'm telling you, she loves her job. Loves it's, it. I hate, I've had loves my it. good horse that travels when I teach clinics uh, all across the country. He comes with me and we're at a stop and he hears the truck start and he's <laughs> kicking the stall door. Right. Like, he's like, you yeah. aren't leaving me, right? Right, like, right. Don't even yeah. think about you it. You better be 
getting the halter on, I'm ready to go. Right. Um, right. So we've talked about um, the training program. We talked about the team. Tell me a little more about the because you're building a brand with these mm -hmm. spotted horses and this breeding program. Yeah. Um, give me a quick idea of how big of a herd are you trying to build with your mares and how much diversity with the stallions are you looking at? I tell my husband that we only are having not we only have nine horses at her house. <laughs> oh, is he watching? Sorry, honey. Sorry, no, Ted. No, there's no more extra horses. <laughs> so my goal right now is to, I, I was, uh, the goal started with purchasing fillies like Paint Me Dark so that we could go ahead and, because I could afford them and build them myself. Does take time, takes yep. time to do that. Um, obviously, out of the gate, I never expected to have a horse that was that is as good as her right off, you know, the bat, which kind of puts the pressure on the ones coming behind her. So I'm trying not to have those expectations right. on them a little bit. Yep. <laughs> I need to give them a fair shot. Um, <laughs> but I have two more horses for next year uh, to futurity, and um, one's a stallion, a little stud colt who's doing really nice, and then I have another one after that, and then another one after that. So I've got kind of a pipeline. Good. So it's going to take, you know, five. To, I've got three great quarter horse mares that I can cross with Appaloosas in the meantime. It takes a lot of time to build this line. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, ladies. Uh, after the break, you'll be back with Louisa. I'm Jake. Thank you very much. We'll see you in a bit. Thanks for having us. Yay! This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is sponsored in part by 1K Helmets, certified to ASTM standards, where the perfect synergy of advanced technology meets aesthetically pleasing design wrapped in a package that traditionalists appreciate. Check them out at 1khelmets.com and like them on Facebook. 1K Helmets, where style meets safety. This show is sponsored in part by Ovation Helmets, the lightest and most comfortable helmets on the market today. For hot Florida summers, you can't do better than Ovation. Check them out at EnglishWritingSupply.com or get fitted for a safe, lightweight new helmet at Tack Shack of Ocala. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I have Cassie Burns Morgan. There you go. I got your, <laughs> I got your Facebook <laughs> name in there, the whole thing. And Angel Ray Miller here in the studio. We've been talking about barrel racing. We're, we're supporting our... Um, 
Uh, uh, by the way, Larson's is considered essential business, as is Seminole Feed. Thank God for us horse people that we can get our hay and feed yes. that we need yes. so desperately. So we're very thankful for all of you being open. I want to start off, Angel, by um, asking you for your big voice. Oh, <laughs> yes, we said I'm not talking louder. Yes. Hi. It's actually just that we're loud. You can I think hear that's what me. it is. We're just loud. No one will ever believe that you can hear me. Tell us how Larson uh, Farms, how Larson Hay plays a big role in your program. Okay. So uh, for me, uh, they're really great people to work with. Um, they've been super sweet. They have questions. I mean, they have answers for every question that I've had um, as far as um, how to put weight on a horse or how to, um, you know, properly maintain a horse that has too much weight mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever the case may be. They, I feel like, um, you know, they really want to get to the root of trying to help you to get the best quality hay all the time and grain, you know, for, you know, the best bang for your buck. You can't buy it any cheaper anywhere else, in Florida at least. Right. Um, you know, I can't vouch it's for anywhere else. It's got to come a long way. Yeah, so it comes by train. That's my train. Yeah, so it's super awesome. If you ever get a chance to watch the trains roll in, um, it's really scary and amazing to watch those giant trains because you don't realize how big a train actually is until it like pulls up beside you and you're, you're like, like wow. oh my yes. gosh. And then when the guys unload the hay and stuff like that, it's it's kind of like an incredible whole process there. It is, and it's actually amazing just the fact that the process of the growing and the the yeah. and, and so him, much goes uh, into Richard it. Richard was just telling me that he, you know, flies over in the helicopter to make sure mm -hmm. the farm is all everything's doing Amazing. like it should yeah. be, and it's, it's really incredible. It's really, but it's really nice awesome. to know that you can consistently go somewhere and get great hay. Right. You don't have to worry about it it being moldy or it not being in good condition or it not being good quality or there anything in it that you don't want to be in it it's just beautiful every yeah they, time. they try very very hard you they know do. to keep it keep all the yes it's, it's, uh, it's important when you're raising young horses to when you're raising young horses period but when you're raising young horses to um to to compete yeah. at this kind yeah, of level yeah to have a very good amount of forage fit. yeah they have to be i mean we go through lots of alfalfa and the you know, I feed alfalfa, I feel like, for um, the conditioning, the body conditioning and things like that. And especially the way that they have the um, blocks made that you can just throw out in your field and they can get rained on, the horses just eat it. I mean, it's just great. I mean, uh, you know, I think one of the main things with hauling baby horses that I'm learning as I'm getting older, that um, ulcers are even, I think, even a higher priority at this point than um, even soreness and things like that, because a lot of it stems from that. Like, I, I was blind to it for years, I can promise you, but um, I'm learning more and more that the more they can eat, especially if you don't have, like, exceptional grass somewhere, which we've been blessed to have some pretty good grass where I live, but in the winter months, you don't have any grass. But those alfalfa blocks you can throw out in the field, and I mean, they just eat all day long. So then they're salivating all day long, and blah, 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 and the list goes on and makes things You're better. right. Yeah. You're right. right. Because, um, in fact, Dr. Kayot from Peterson and Smith said that 95% of racehorses mm -hmm. have have ulcers, 90 yeah, to 95 yeah, percent. I'm going to say all horses, yes. regardless so of the discipline. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so too. I think if you're competing, mm -hmm. your schedule's a little different, you're on the road, you're traveling, you're going to a different place, they're in a different barn, maybe a different paddock, 
um, they're bound to get stressed out. Even oh, the journey yeah. in the in mm -hmm. the trailer yeah. alone, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. can be stressful. So if you can keep good forage in front of them, that's going to limit the stomach juices that cause oh, all the yeah, problems. Absolutely. And if you keep them munching slowly, horses are supposed to be slowly grazing, so you have a nice, nice slow feed. Um, hay bag or, or feeder yeah. that they can munch on while you're traveling and you know they're getting good quality forage it's just so important absolutely right. and absolutely. they look fantastic mm -hmm. yes. yeah well you fantastic. saw my little mustache everybody yeah. likes a fat shiny horse he looks Hi. so adorable he's <laughs> come along Hi. so well in just a, a really short period of time they're just smart. a couple of months oh i know he's amazing i'm you know you said how you you were not necessarily partial to apps and then you got partial to apps yeah um not apps on your phone appaloosas appaloosas just to, just to clarify which it wasn't so that i wasn't partial <laughs> i feel like my family was like appaloosa appaloosa growing up and i'm like oh my god you know so it wasn't like against the app it was like you know when your family throws something down your throat yeah like crumbs they're like ah and then you're like do your i don't thing. care what it is i'm not gonna do that. it didn't work with me with british chocolate then. <laughs> <laughs> well i don't eat chocolate got a prop really i don't eat chocolate wow that's impressive yeah, that's odd I that's know. odd. I'm odd. Maybe you I, haven't had English chocolate. Maybe she needs to have English chocolate. Uh, it maybe. might change everything, believe me. Maybe. So, um, Cassie says, let's break it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this chocolate <laughs> that you speak with of? With the moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, know. We were promised mimosas. <laughs> yeah. For the record, I was promised mimosas <laughs> on Saturday. I thought you were bringing them. Yeah. <laughs> we would have. It's okay. FCC doesn't allow them anyway. So we, oh. yeah. Well, Jesus is the one that turned Buzz water into wine. Amen, That's what I'm saying. So before the end of this segment, I do have an oh. important question. Okay. And I don't mind who, who answers this. You, you do it, Cassie. We do this together. What is the number one thing that you are looking for when you look at a horse for a potential barrel prospect? Let's say it's a young horse, yearling or younger. What is the main thing you're looking for? Set aside breed and all of that, but... Is it confirmation that you're looking for? Um, I look for Cassie's phone number, <laughs> and I say, I think I like this one. You should look. You should find the last. That's a good answer. Uh, no, bloodlines I think are the most you know important thing, and um, I learned that kind of the hard way a little bit um, because I, I think bloodlines aren't necessarily everything. We we have a lot of great horses that do very well um, barrel racing, but it certainly gives you an indication of their potential. Um, and if you're looking at a baby horse, that's really what you have to go on, that and confirmation. I, I mean, the, the bloodlines are gonna be key. Um, and it, again, it's not to say that great horses can't, I mean, do you agree, can't go yeah. on and do well, but. Absolutely. That's not what we're trying to say, but there's, bottom line, if you want to have the best advantage and you're gonna buy a baby horse, there's nothing else you can really do if you have a mother that's done something and a father that's done something. Yeah. And I'm a 400% believer on what the mother's done because um, I've ridden so many generations of horses at this point that every horse that I've gotten on that I've rode its mother, baby I've gotten on, it's the characteristics of the mother Passes are in, incredible. You know, which the stallions are so important too, but people that, you know, breed a mare, just to breed, breed a mare that's never done anything, the chances of you're gonna have a baby that's never done anything. And I'm not trying to be mean, I'm just being honest. You know, the horses that are winning, if you ask those people, you know, the pedigree and what the mother has done and what the father has done, I think 99% of the time it'll be 
out of family that's done something. Yeah. There you, you go. Hedging your bets. You, you, yeah. you heard it here. Uh, I want to thank you both so much oh. for being with us. It, it flew by. It was been a lot of fun, yeah. really, having both of you. Thanks we'd love to have us. you back anytime. Uh, uh, we'd love to have you back on the show. We're going to come back and wrap it up with Jake and I. We're going to talk to Jessica Lynn from Earthsong Ranch about how you can build your immune system, equestrian Ooh. health. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. This hour, thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Oh, I've got to, there you go, that's better. I do have hair sticking out. <laughs> Worst things have happened. Uh, you're right. Uh, my co-host in the studio this week, Jake Bimbaum from Pear Tree Ranch, and he is a real man. He's wearing pink. Look at this. We swapped hats for the last segment. I love this cowboy hat. It's fantastic. Um, got Jessica Lynn joining us from Earth Song Ranch. This segment brought to you by Earth Song Ranch and Summit Joint Performance. Jessica, we're going to talk a little bit about equestrian health, rather important at the moment. Very important. Yes. Tell us a little bit about some recommendations you can make uh, for keeping the horse rider healthy. Well, some of the things that I have had a lot of my neighbors call too are, you know, high doses of vitamin C. But I like to mix up the, the different C's. One of them is liposomal, which is a more absorbable <laughs> vitamin C. But you can't find it in most health food stores. Amazon does have it. Mm -hmm. And then ester C is the other one. So what I do personally is I'll take two of the liposomal C in the morning and then two of the ester C at night. But the other important um, nutrients and vitamins are um, selenium is an immune booster. Zinc is an immune booster. And then you can also take some of the herbs too, like Echinacea or Andor Golden Seal. But again, you know, my, my big thing with everyone is you've got to take probiotics. You, just like your horse, need a healthy gut to overcome and to fight off anything that you might come in contact with, including this new virus. So, you know, the health food stores in the refrigerator sections have capsules that are really high potency probiotics for humans. Eating yogurt will help if you can't find those. Um, you know, and, and the other thing I also tell people up here, we have a lot of beehive people, so take a teaspoon of local honey because that will also help boost your immune system and it will also help prevent allergies too. That's true actually, you're right. I uh, recently purchased a lot of uh, local honey and, um, yes. and it has helped my allergies a whole lot. I'm allergic to Florida from January to April every year, which is a very big concern, because at the moment I'm trying not to sneeze or sniffle, because I don't want anybody to run from me. Like, oh no, she sneezed. She's got the Rona. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that on air, right? She's got the Rona. <laughs> I just I went down the hill today for the first time in 20 days, and it's like my allergies have kicked in too a little bit. And I'm thinking I can't even clear my throat without someone getting upset. I know. Everybody everybody runs from you when you clear your throat, <laughs> cough or sneeze. It's like it, it's worse than uh, I think you could actually get away with farting in the grocery I store concern. more than That's more than right. a sneeze right now. That's right. But I mean, I don't, you guys just got put on house arrest today, correct? We did, yes. Actually, yeah. it starts um, It starts tomorrow night at midnight. We go okay, on house so arrest. We, we have been on it. And what I didn't realize today when I went to the store is they have put up what my son-in-law calls spit shields, but they're 
um, acrylic shields between you and the cashiers now. And when I went to my bank, um, they also had huge acrylic shields up. And if you hand them your debit card or whatever, they want you to wipe it first, and then they wipe it before they hand it back to you. Really? That's yes. a good practice, I have to say. Yeah, because yeah, you use a debit people, card a lot. Yes, I do too. And so I kept um, a wipe with me. And when I put it in the machine, I just wiped it off at the you know, grocery store. But they've also, you know, people are wearing um, face masks and, you know, gloves, which I did too today. But they're saying, you know, you need to be careful of your shoes when you go into a store that you either spray them before you get home with alcohol or take them off. And I thought, well, heck, you know, Crocs are great because you can slip Crocs on, go through the store and have a clean pair of Crocs and a bag in the back. You know, it makes you it makes you wonder though. I mean, how much really are you are you carrying around on your shoes and things? I mean, you know, I, know. I mean, you think about us. We roll around in in horse poop all the time. Right. I think right. we're probably immune to everything, right? I think we've got a better immunity than most. I do. I mean, I, I have a friend whose wife has cystic fibrosis, and her mother was told when she was a little girl she would never live past twenty one. Wow. Well, her mom threw her out in the dirt. She has horses, you know, go get dirty. Mm -hmm. The woman's like 35 years old now and she's doing fine. Yes. There's nothing like the horse life to keep you healthy. That's right. It's yeah. an absolute fact, isn't it? Now, what about vitamin C? I, you mentioned vitamin C. I take that anyway. But at this time oh, of year, I take lots yeah. and lots of extra vitamin C. Right. I don't think you can take too much, right? Because you're just going to well, absorb you however much you're going to absorb and that's it, right? Well, no, you're, you can take it up to what they call bowel tolerance. When you hit the point of bowel intolerance, you're going to have diarrhea. So. <laughs> yes, then you might be farting in the grocery store. Yes. <laughs> it could be a problem. I got my cowboy hat on, I get funnier. <laughs> yeah, but, but anyway, no, you can take quite a bit. I mean, I'm probably taking right now 3,500 mm. milligrams a day just because. Most important is is keeping your immune system healthy and of course eat your veggies and your fruit if you can get them because our stores are sold out of a lot of stuff. Our stores are sold out, out of toilet paper, Jessica Lynn. I so bowel health yeah. is very important. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if you saw the, the post I did that a mathematician did. Uh -oh. I probably shouldn't get into it on the air actually. But <laughs> and how many sheets would you use and how long it would last but anyway yes well it's nice to know that in disasters america's focused on whether or not they can wipe their ass <laughs> well see and you see what they came up with was you would have to shit 185 times a day to go through a case of costco toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> and like they ended it, they said, well, you got bigger problems than that if you're doing that. So. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Jessica Lynn, earthsongranch.com. You can also find her on Facebook for lots of information on all the most healthy things you can take for yourself and also for your horse. Thank you, and Jessica also, Lynn. Lisa, yes. Because we're we're considered an essential business during these times. You are certainly so we, we essential. Will not be close. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Jessica, <laughs> for joining us. Stay safe and well. We are at the end of the show. It absolutely flew by. I want to thank Jake for being host and co-host this week. Thank you. We for appreciate you. Me. Welcome back anytime. Thank you so much uh, to have uh, Cassie and Angel here. It was a lot of fun. Real men do wear pink. And girls do look good in cowboy hats. Whether you're lucky enough 
to be here in the horse capital world, Ocala, Marion County, Florida or not. Happy horsing around until we hope next time, if we count as an essential business, I think we should. See you next time. <laughs>